Cardiac Section 2, 4 of 7, Mitral Stenosis. The normal mitral valve orifice is 4 to 6 cm squared. Severe disease results when the valve area is less than 1 cm squared. The left atrial pressure to left ventricular pressure gradient exceeds 10 mmHg, and pulmonary artery systolic pressure is greater than 50 mmHg. Asking about the most common cause of mitral stenosis is tricky. In the United States, the incidence of rheumatic fever is quite low, so the most common cause of mitral stenosis is endocarditis and calcification of the mitral annulus secondary to atherosclerosis. In developing nations, rheumatic fever is the most common cause of mitral stenosis. Other causes include rheumatoid arthritis, SLE, systemic lupus erythematosus, congenital defect, left atrial Trial myxoma, carcinoid syndrome, iatrogenic following mitral valve repair. Pathophysiology. Mitral stenosis is the result of an obstruction to blood flow across the mitral valve. Early in the disease, increased left atrial pressure is a sufficient, pre- is a sufficient pressure head to maintain left ventricular filling. As the valve orifice narrows even more, the pressure gradient between left atrium and left ventricle increases, and the left ventricle becomes chronically underfilled. We have an overfilled left atrium and an underfilled left ventricle. In addition, we have a lower end diastolic volume, stroke volume, and cardiac output. The body compensates by increasing systemic vascular resistance to maintain blood pressure because blood pressure is equal to cardiac output times SVR. An increased le- left atrial pressure and volume alters the anatomy of the atrial conduction system. This can precipitate AFib. Loss of atrial kick reduces ventricular filling and reduces cardiac output. Surgical options for treating AFib include the MACE procedure and pulmonary vein isolation. Increased left atrial pressure also creates a back pressure in the pulmonary venous system, contributing to an increased pulmonary venous pressure. Increased pulmonary vascular pressure promotes fluid movement into the pulmonary interstitium. This reduces pulmonary compliance and increases the work of breathing, resulting in dyspnea. Chronic pulmonary fluid overload causes anatomical changes in the pulmonary vasculature, leading to pulmonary hypertension. Pulmonary hypertension increases the workload of the right ventricle, eventually causing it to fail corpormonale. I should be able to have a mind map on the pressure volume loop of mitral stenosis. So this one is a low, low um, ES, ESV is low, EDV is also low in this picture. Okay, I should be able to have a understanding here. Anesthetic management should be full, slow, and constricted. Heart rate and rhythm, low end of normal with normal sinus rhythm because tachycardia decreases diastolic filling time, which decreases time for blood to pass the stenotic mitral valve, which increases the left atrial pressure. Anesthetic considerations, tachyarrhythmias are treated with amuterone, beta blockers, calcium channel blockers, digoxin, or cardioversion. Avoid drugs that increase heart rate such as anticholinergic, ketamine, or atracurium. Any condition that increases cardiac output or heart rate will increase left atrial pressure and may lead to pulmonary edema. Clinical examples include tyrotoxicosis, infection, autotransfusion during uterine contraction in the pregnant patient. Preload. 
we want to maintain. Left ventricle is chronically underfilled. Decreased preload will lead to decreased stroke volume and decreased cardiac output. Hypervolemia increases left atrial um, pressure, which causes pulmonary congestion. Anesthetic consideration? Diuretics may be used to decrease left atrial pressure. The left atrium undergoes concentric hypertrophy. Pulmonary artery occlusive pressure overestimates left ventricular and diastolic volume. The PAOP waveform may reveal a prominent A wave and a decreased Y descent. After load, we want to maintain. In the setting of low stroke volume and cardiac output, the SVR the systemic vasoconstriction increases SVR and preserves blood pressure. Anesthetic consideration. Um, a rapid decrease in SVR will elicit bioreceptor-mediated rise in heart rate. This is not good. Treat hypotension with vasoconstrictors such as phenylephrine or vasopressin. Ephedrine isn't the best choice here. Contractility, we want to maintain, usually not an issue. Pulmonary vascular resistance, avoid increase. Pulmonary hypertension increases the workload of the right ventricle. Anesthetic considerations, avoid condition that increases pulmonary vascular resistance. Acidosis, hypercarbia, hypoxia, lung inflation, nitrous oxide, Trendelenburg position. Regional anesthesia. Blood stasis in the left atrium is prone to thrombus formation. The rate of embolic phenomenon is 17 to, 7 to 15%. Patients with AFib will be anticoagulated, INR 2.5 to 3.0. Do not put a needle in the back of these patients. If the INR is less than 1.5, neuroxial anesthesia can be safe option and should be considered on an individual basis. Epidural anesthesia is preferred over smile anesthesia due to the slower onset of sympatectomy.